Welcome to the Future of Australia podcast, where your host, Derek Stewart, interviews the entrepreneurs and founders running the 100 fastest growing new businesses in Australia. On episode 57, I speak with Brett Burkill, the founder and managing director of Burkill Developments. We discuss how he knew after his first day of university that it was not right for him and why he focused on working and being paid to learn. How he built one of the largest privately owned workwear brands in Australia before selling it to focus on his passion for property. The highs and lows of having your wife and life partner as your business partner and how a relentless passion for challenging what is possible led to Burkill Developments growing 286% last financial year, doing over $26 million in annual revenue, becoming the third fastest growing new business in Australia. If you're looking for a sustainable, efficient and modern property, Burkill is creating property developments today for lasting memories tomorrow. Check out burkill.com.au. That's B I R K I L L.com.au. Okay, so I'm here with Brett Burkill, the founder and managing director at Burkill Developments. Welcome to the podcast, Brett. Thank you, Derek. Good to be here. Excellent. So, can you tell us what were you doing before you started Burkill Developments? What did you study? What type of roles or companies were you working in? So, directly before um, Burkill Developments, I sold a company, a workwear clothing company. Um, it was a business that uh, started in 2003 and we ran it for 13 years. It was um, set up uh, by myself and my wife. Um, so we started that from from scratch, just the two of us, and um, built that up over yeah, over the 13 years and ended up with around 60-odd um, staff and um, uh, a couple of warehouses in Australia and, and operations in um, Hong Kong and China and, and sales sales team through about six or seven different countries. Um, so it grew a lot. Um, we started, yeah, we started as I said with nothing and and developed that as a as as one of Australia's leading um, privately owned workwear brands. And um, so that was the sort of last flow on out of um, out of business and and into um, Burkle Developments. But yeah, prior to that, um, I had a I had a Great upbringing, um, uh, you know. Loves going to love going to school, and which is maybe a little bit strange, but had some great friends, and and um, yeah, had a, had a, had a, had awesome family and and parents and and sister. So all that was it was pretty normal. And um, when I left school, I I enrolled in um, so I finished year twelve, and then I enrolled in a marketing course. I was at uh, in Melbourne at at Swinburne and. I was um, itching to get into some sort of business or start working, and I, I had I, just from right from the get go, I had a desire to try and uh, make some money. Yeah, and at the time um, when you're sort of seventeen, um, money doesn't necessarily need need to mean millions of dollars. It, it can be just you know five hundred bucks or a thousand bucks to just generate some income. So I, I went there, enrolled, and um, it, it it right from the get go just wasn't for me um you know it's probably i'm i'm now mid 40s so it was it's probably a little bit of a different time where um i would say um 60 70 percent or maybe a little bit more 70 or 80 percent went to uni and probably 20 didn't um i was i was i was one of the 20 
Um, so I never ended up going to uni, and but pretty much um, started working from the day I left school. Um, and and just to track back a little bit further, I grew up um, with parents that were hard workers, and also um, you know ran, ran their uh, own business. And uh, my grandpa as well was in clothing. So that's how the sort of the clothing background came from. So it was it was something that I, I grew up with and 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 had a, a close association with, but always saw. My family members, and particularly my mum and dad, working hard. So I had that real um, understanding that you you just had to get sucked into stuff and work hard to to get anywhere. And it wasn't necessarily um, at that age having a goal to do something in particular. It was more so just getting up and 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 doing something to get going. So I um I worked with my uh, parents for uh, about six years. Um, so that was sort of, in, you know, 17, 18, 19, 20, like basically from the, the day I left school. Um, and um, whilst I enjoyed that and, and picked up a huge amount of experience, um, had a had a growing desire. So because all the clothing back in, in that stage, uh, that stage was all Australian based, I had a r- really strong desire to learn about China and Asia because at the time um, China was the growing um mecca around clothing and a lot of the trade was moving out melbourne was the hub of the australian clothing trade back then um and it was moving to china so i ended up jagging a job where it really was jagging it because i probably wasn't um qualified enough but i I certainly had the desire to do a great job and and in the end i did do uh, at davenport box shorts and at the time um they were a huge brand um uh in australia and and boxer shorts like um silk and and polyester boxer shorts with looney tunes and all those sorts of things were, were all the rage like they were the um they occupied the the main windows at myers and david jones for many years in in melbourne cbd and and sydney and, and all the major shopping centers so i um yeah became the offshore production manager there and um had a, had a great time did everything i could for the company but of course along, along the way i learned a lot of things about China and, and, and Asian production. And that, that um, I, I moved on from there. Um, the other great passion I always had um, was, was property. So it was growing up with clothing and then, and then property as well. And um, I bought my first home in my early twenties and um, same sort of thing as getting going with working. I, I um, um, just realized that getting into property early and, 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 having a go early and putting some money down early and and just trying to establish something early was was probably one of my greatest um understandings was that the earlier you can do it and and generate something um you know the more that compounds and the more quickly it grows as time goes on so 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 i did that um and then moved in and became a um i was a real estate agent for hocking stewart um for about 12 months and and same thing like um davenport and also working with my parents um i i learned just an immense amount uh from hocking stewart and the the people that i work with there and and some of you know some of the guys there I still talk to today and they were brilliant sales people and very very passionate hard working um but i learned i learned about the hunger to to get a deal done and just the understanding that you know it, it, it can be very competitive in selling real estate um especially things like listings and trying to get stock to to you know to on sell 
um, when you're up against 10 or 12 other different local agents, and many of them at, at that time had a lot more experience than me, um, the ability to, to actually win listings and make sales was it, it, yeah, it was very cutthroat. And you had to be hard at it all the time and work super hard. And just um, probably a pointer note, um, Hocking Stewart bought in Sunday opens at the time. They bought in Sunday auctions and opens. So it was a seven-day-a-week business, and they were the first real estate agents to do it. And same sort of vein, I realised that these guys were building a model um, and a process that put hard work at the forefront. So they they said to all their clients, um, we're going to be the first real estate agent to open on Sundays, um, and we're doing that because we're going to be working harder than the next. And that, in today's environment, um, that can probably that could possibly sound a little bit controversial because there's all this um you know work from home and work life balance and all those sorts of conversations coming up all the time. But but I learned from them that that um yeah th- their decision and and which certainly fit in with what I was thinking as well. That again the harder work sort of paid off. Um, so I did that and then um the, the yeah the biggest change came when. Um, it was back, just going back one to, to Davenport. I um, met my my wife of today um, in Hong Kong um, and she was also uh, very entrenched in clothing. And, um, you know, at the time we were uh, producing uh, product, um, clothing, and so it wasn't um, a relationship like it is now, but um, that was certainly one of the biggest um changes in my life and of course had the biggest impact in my life because we're now married and um, we went on to start prime mover workwear not long after that and of course now Berkeley development so look that's in a nutshell that's that's sort of where I've come from and and um how I end up here yeah no definitely quite a journey so if we go back to your high school you mentioned you liked high school you're good at school and then if I understand you got into university but then you did you drop out or you got accepted but then you changed your mind or what what sort of made that decision it's a pivotal point in a lot of people's life in between high school university did you start and it wasn't what you were expecting you just wanted to like say get straight into business or did you never quite start and just said no I'm just going to go straight in I I never started um so I went to um enrollment day um and look well, i mean to, to spell out exactly what happened i went to enrollment day and i was sitting there trying to work out um this like the week's schedule like i think it was a fortnight or a month or and i sat there for hours trying to juggle um classes and um or, or everything you need to to fit everything in. and and it was a struggle and i'm like i i, I was hesitant to start um, I, I really at this at you know just like a lot of people who leave school, um, you don't have million dollars in your back pocket, um, and so I, right from the get go, it felt uncomfortable. It didn't feel right, and I and I only went there probably because it was the thing to do. As in, you know, more and more people were going to university, and 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 in saying all of that, um, absolutely not against further study and, and education is absolutely important and there's certain things that you obviously you know to be a doctor or a solicitor or these sorts of professions you have to so nothing against that and personal development of course um yeah all, all over that but for me it just did not fit from the get-go so I, I never started I never I never got past day one of enrollment um and I started working from that point on so I, I couldn't um I was sitting there thinking yeah, and it may be too simplistic, but I was thinking they're sitting, I need to pay these people um, 
to do something I don't really want to do. Um, I'd prefer to go and start and not that I knew what I was going to learn on the job, um, so to speak, but but I knew that the experience of, of doing something and, and understanding uh, everything that, that goes on day to day would, would be something that personally I would take far more out of than a university course and on the flip side, I got paid instead of paying someone else. So the whole that whole scenario seemed to be a no-brainer for me. And what did your parents say at the time? Were they supportive and they said, we trust you, you'll find your way? Were they saying, no, you should go to university, you're making a big mistake? What was their reaction at the time? Yeah, no, they were, they were very supportive like always. Um, and I think I, I think I can recall at the time my dad saying um, I, um, yeah, he, he wasn't surprised. And he 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 could always sort of see me as being the person to to push onto something that I really wanted to do and be passionate about something I wanted to do. And I think I think that's always been a driver of of where I've come from and look continue on where I want to go. Like unless you've got your heart in it and you you desperately want to do something. Um, when I say desperate, it is actually desperate because the competition in so many things is is so high. It's the same with the university course like if you go and do a university course with a hundred thousand other people it's it's not to say that it's not a good thing but if you want to be the best you you need the best marks and you need to so you so you need that same passion and drive to be the absolute best but no i was um very supportive because i think they knew that that the fit for me was 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 what i thought i wanted i wanted to do and 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 they were very supportive behind that, knowing that if that's what I wanted to do, then that was going to be the best decision because I'd be I'd be a hundred percent into whatever that was going to be. And were your parents um, real estate investors? Was real estate a passion of theirs outside of their business, or were they purely focused on their business and real estate wasn't something you sort of grew up in? Um, yeah, so they look sort of similar. I guess it was a, like nothing like what we're doing now. Um, the, their business certainly was their focus. Um, so, um, you know, like of course, a, a home and um, different different properties in and around um, what they did with their business. Um, but um, yeah, not so much focused like what we're doing now. But it was definitely part of life. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Okay, and, and what like you, you had a successful business, a clothing business, and sometimes that's the biggest. And hardest thing to leave, right? If something's failing, it's easy to say, hey, it's not working. But when something's actually successful, it's hard to know when to move on. How did you decide you built this big business? Uh, I think you said 50, 60 staff, you know, international, it's going great. What made you decide uh, it was good, but you still thought you had something new and quite different sort of inside you? Look, it's a great question. Um, and absolutely, we were... Um, we're at probably at the crossroads. Um, we had we had developed a, a very strong business from scratch. It was a massive amount of work, and it was it was it was a huge chunk of our life, which which we're, we're very grateful for that we could um, develop that chunk of our life into something so great. Um, but we got to the point where it was either double down, and um, so look, we would have been sort of equal largest private company, and then there was King G, Yaka, who were associated with public companies, and um, Bisley, Bisley Workwear, who was a public company as well, and then and then we were probably in that that next group. So to 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 and whilst our, those sorts of brands were always our major competitors, um, to really compete against them, we 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 needed to take the next lot of investment and the next lot of 
So, um, you know, I was I was very influenced by um, by my wife, um, by Wendy, who was who was a big part of the business. She can she controlled all the offshore part of the um, the operation, and um, you know, when we sat down the cold hard lighted day, it was like we, we we have something great here. There's going to be a buyer that's going to be um, fit. This is going to fit for purpose for them. Um, it was a matter of finding the right buyer, and and also. Um, as well as being in a very strong position, it's it's not always that you get the opportunity um, to have um, everything lined up, um, everything in order, everything working well, and sell. Um, it's it's difficult to transact the business. It's difficult to 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 get the business to a position profitable and and then saleable. Um, there, there's there's lots of profitable businesses that people don't want to buy for lots of reasons. So um, when all of those bits and pieces came together. Um, we realised that um, there was there was something really good staring at us in the face, and and we'd be silly to pass up the opportunity. In the back of our minds, knowing that, and um, my wife Wendy was exactly the same. She she had one other great passion, and that was property. And we had over many years always wanted to develop a property development business alongside the clothing, but because the clothing took up so much money, effort, time. Um, we were always worried about carving out um, finance and effort into something else to then potentially be detrimental to the, the, the core business that's driving, you know, ev- everything that we're, we've put into. So um, we knew a sort of cash out there, so to speak, would then allow us to to move on to something else that we were really passionate about, which is which is what we're doing now. So, but um, in in saying that. It was a very hard decision, um, more so for myself, because um, because like anything, when when you start it from scratch, I can still remember the the very first days um, speaking to our first customers. Um, yeah, yeah, they, they were they were their moments that will live with you forever, and the relationships you build and the thousand like like our we we had something in the vicinity of three thousand. Uh, resellers. Um, it's a lot of people. I, I would have met just about all of them um, around the country and around different parts of the world over those thirteen years. And and a lot of those relationships you build, um, you know, they, they, I, I still catch up. Like this is three or four years now, and I, I still catch up and um, speak with with a lot of the people I develop relationships with. So it's it's probably it's the people and the and 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 those connections that you do develop. Um, through a consistent and single goal, and that is, um, you know, trying to be your absolute best and deliver something better this afternoon and tomorrow. Um, they they forge lifelong friendships. So it, 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 that, as much as the dollars and cents, it was it was hard to pass on. But you know, once we did, I'm glad I got pushed. Um, I, I did get pushed hard by 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 Wendy and my wife. So um, who, who again was h- half the business. So look, probably without her, I probably wouldn't have changed. Um, so I, like a lot of um, things in life um, and probably in business, I think it's good to have good people around you um, with a with a, a mature mindset. Probably more at the time, probably more mature than me. Um, and could see, you know, could see tomorrow better than I could. But um, it wasn't easy. But I'm, I'm super glad we did it because it's delivered. Something and so new you, now. you started Burkill Developments, like you said, you kind of emotionally, financially um, exited the uh, previous clothing business. 
Um, what was the first 12 months like? Was it harder than you expected? Was there a lot of sort of culture shock as you change industries and business models and clients and suppliers? What was that early 12 months? Like you said, you're excited, you're passionate, but then the, the reality of being in a completely different business, what was that like? Yeah, it's um, it's something that's – so, again, there was clearly two sides. Um, I knew what I was going to get into because I'd done it all before. Um, albeit in a completely different industry. Um, but once you start to put a couple of things down on paper and you look at, okay, the people you need to work with, the structure you need to set up, um, the, the finance that goes along with it, um, you, you, you then start to go, okay, actually that looks very similar to, to where we were before, except we just, we just replace clothing items and warehousing and these sorts of things um with with bricks and and trades and 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 just a completely um different industry structure but the key fundamentals of running the business and the startup um i I think were very similar except that you know we now had a you know more behind us um financially um which allowed us to kick harder and push harder from the get-go um but as you allude to no matter no matter how strong your plans are and how much experience you've got, a brand new industry um, is always going to throw up its challenges. And um, uh, like just just like just like me and you, we're we're all very different. And and for example, managing uh, production um, in in a facility that we look after in a place called Sushou, just outside of Shanghai. Um, all Chinese, um, no one's very few speaking English um, compared to um, a whole group of tradespeople in Melbourne um, building houses like you couldn't get more chalk and cheese. And so just the nuances and the, the trying to understand and just, you know, hopefully those, those the people within the industry and, and the, the people that w- we'd end up and we do work with now would, would accept me. Um, except, except, Wendy and and what we want to do and our aims and um, and 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 all of our goals that we've got set moving forward, um, you know, hope hoping that that would be the case. And and that's you know nothing nothing's ever guaranteed um, in that space. And it doesn't doesn't matter what the business is. So look, they they they're definitely the the challenges the the actual doing it and seeing if it it fits and works with people because. Yeah, not look, not not everyone would get on with me, and 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 vice versa. So it's 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 trying to put all the pieces together. But but I think I had a, a big know how and understanding because of we'd done it before. So yeah, so, yeah. so front of business, like you said, some ways you know there's labour, there's materials, there's inventory, there's customers, there's suppliers. Um, you've got the fundamentals, and then you've actually grown two hundred eighty six percent last financial year doing over 26 million in annual revenue, becoming the number three fastest growing new business in Australia. So obviously you have used that experience and um, business knowledge to drive this rapid growth. Was there anything in particular that you did that, you know, allowed you to to sort of grow and scale up so quickly being new to the industry? We planned for growth from the get-go. So that was number one. Um, Like we never, and look, we still do. So Planning for growth and then pushing to deliver growth is always uncomfortable, um, because because you, you, you're never sitting, relaxing, looking at 
you know, looking at the grass growing, you're 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 always wanting to sow the next paddock. So that that was a mindset from the get go, and then and then just as I said before, trying to work with and find people that had a similar mindset, um, because you know customers are one thing, obviously, and and you've got to be able to sell the product and you've got to be able to deliver a product that people want and people want to transact and pay money for, um, no matter what it is. But but in all of the things behind that, to get it to that point, um, there's so much involved with people. Um, so finding the right people, finding the right supply, finding people that had a mindset to equal what we wanted to do um, was, you know, a, a real focus early on because to get, in, to get in bed with the wrong people at that point, even though you've got great desire to grow, um, that that that's that's not going to happen because unless you're doing all these things yourselves, um, yourself, which which then wouldn't deliver great growth either because you know two, two arms and two legs can't can't deliver much. Also, um, you know that that they, they were some of the biggest biggest challenges. Yeah, and you mentioned obviously factory workers in China versus tradies in Melbourne being sort of uh, polar opposites. Were there people management hiring? Um, other lessons that you learned from your first business that uh, you think helped give you a unique or different perspective um, once you started um, in the Burkill development? Um, yeah, so just always, I've always tried to involve and work with people that I trust, um, that have great experience, um, that have done it all before, um, and that that you can rely on to make a good decision. And 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 one thing. Um, that I've definitely focused on more is is um, uh, working with those people and then uh, allowing whilst whilst at the end of the day you still have to make your own decision uh, the, like the buck stops with with me for example if I make the wrong call and stuff goes bad well that's it's my fault someone might have advised that or done that um, but still it's my decision so getting getting a group of people around that you can pick up the phone, have a conversation, um, have a meeting with and, and, and let them understand what you're going through and then listen to their advice and take their advice. Um, so that, that sort of step back approach and, and allowing other, other people to, 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 to pass on um, wisdom and advice through their own experiences, they're the people we, we, we really wanted to work with and they're the people we've set up to help, to help drive this growth. Yeah, and you mentioned you were set up for growth. You had the ambition, the mindset, the skills, the capital. But then once you actually experience the growth, obviously it's hard sometimes at challenges of success. What were some of those growing pains as you did rapidly, you know, triple the business and grow? What were some of the challenges of growing that fast? Yeah, so, I mean, there there are plenty. Um, I mean, just the straight management of it, um, everything just becomes, clearly becomes multiplied. Um when it becomes multiplied, then you simply need more people helping in similar areas, but just a growing group of people. So then, of course, um, when you rely on one to do this and one to do that, it might then become five to do this and five to do that. So, so having a really clear um, plan, again, a, a buy-in understanding of, of, of where, we are, where we are and where we want to go to, um, having, having all those people understand that and driving for the same same goal um which everyone's invested in um you know th- th- that's definitely the hard thing to manage as as growth comes along then there's there's um there's clear decisions then on 
you know, on the on the way you staff and um, is it outsourcing or or, or are there there more people in house? Like our, our last business had significantly more um, in house staff. Um, now we're more like on a contractual basis using professionals in different areas. Um, we're, we're, we're turning over more now than we did back then, um, and the, the structure is completely different. But um, it's 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 working on the structure and the ability to manage those people that multiply um, that you have to have to enable growth to continue. I mean that that's that's clearly the challenge. Yeah, and so the construction property development space. Um, has ups and downs, and but it seems like in the news and maybe it's just the media, there's more sort of ups and downs in the construction, property development, trade space than usual. How do you sort of see those ups and downs? Um, has it changed how you do business? Are there trends you're seeing that sort of separating the good operators from the bad as things get a bit more volatile? Yeah, so f- the first point is you're absolutely correct. The media blows it up m- massively on the top side and massively on the bottom side um, simply due to the fact that Australians in general invest heavily in property. It's, it's a great newspaper seller, obviously. So it needs to be trimmed back dramatically um, to really get a, a view and understanding of where the market is. So like currently, um, you're probably alluding to the, the news at the moment, which is all all doom and gloom. Um, I don't. I don't. I just. I just don't see it. I absolutely don't see it. Um, yes. Um, like always. Um, there's good and bad decisions to be made by 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 purchases, and but that but that's no different if the market's up or or down. Um, but you know we've just been through one of um the biggest uh, reported negative uh, growth times. Or negative uh, downward trends for property pre-COVID, COVID hit, um, and we were to fall, um, like the average prediction was 30%. Um, we increased something like 40 or 50%, um, making a media difference of something like 70% out they were, and these were um, commentators from the biggest banks and the biggest financial institutions in the country and the the what drove that was um the continual uh, ability for australia being a great country to attract um immigration um it's an awesome place obviously to invest money and i, I don't want to sound like i'm trying to sell property um but it just goes along the lines of um the, the this continual negative news at the moment is simply uh, just that because the fundamentals of property um, haven't changed. And if you continue to look at long-term charts, um, the, the, the charts only um, continue to grow. Um, so I just don't, don't share the, the, the negative news current. I probably, probably got off track there a little bit. No, so, so how do you track? Like, I think a lot of people would agree that the media, it, it can be all over the place, up and down. Um, yeah. but, but so how do you track the health of sort of all the changes in the property market? Is it you're on the ground, you're talking to people every day, you're, you're elbow deep in it? Is it, um, you know, certain metrics you look at? Like, is it the fundamentals or are you just focused on doing a good job? And, you know, even if, you know, things slow down in the long run, good businesses will always have customers and, um, you know, good suppliers will always be there. Or, or how do you sort of think about ignoring that noise and, and keeping on track? 
Yeah, sure. Um, so, so obviously, yeah, things will go up and down. Um, that that's it's 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 not just property; it's everything else. So, we take a long term view. Um, we 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 look at years and years. I mean, and, there, and there's some property business who are you know doing greenfield um, 100 k's out of Melbourne. They're they're buying parcels of land for two decades from now. So, um, it, it definitely is a long term look. We we're we're focusing on infill especially townhouse developments. And we take the view that um, we want to buy in good areas. Um, we want to have a product that um, the infrastructure is going to support our, our buyers and deliver them great value in the long term. Um, so, you know, that that's why we focus on, on um, positions that we are currently. And we understand that if um, we purchase today and there's – three or four months of absolute rubbish in, in the media and property prices, you know, change a little bit. And we may look back and go, okay, two or three months ago, we paid a little bit too much for that. Um, on the flip side, um, there, there'll be the exact reverse scenario where, you know, we, we, we purchase something that, that ticks all those boxes as far as, again, the end, the end product going to deliver a, a great product to our customers and um, we pay a little bit less and property price goes up so so it all evens out so i guess what what we do is we don't worry about and we don't we don't focus on the short term trends we look at the we look at the key fundamentals um uh, of delivering a great product and a great job as best we can absolutely do and knowing that when and we, i can say this confidently that that every house we've sold and every house that's settled the value is higher today than when the purchases moved in um, and that is because um, we buy in spots we believe in um, that they're, they're, they're covered in surrounding infrastructure. Um, the governments are spending money in these areas and buyers are going to reap the benefits over time. Do they go from, I don't know, like, for example, like a townhouse worth 600000 today and um, 590 in two months and goes to five sixty five in four months, and then in eight months' time, it's worth six ten. Like, does it go? Yeah, absolutely, it does. Um, but, but again, a, across the board and long term, um, those investments for our buyers will grow, and we take exactly the same attitude to to our business. Is that we're we're in it for a long time. We're really keen and passionate to to deliver a great product, and if we're focusing on those key things, then overall, it's going to deliver. A, a growing investment, a growing asset for for us and for for our customers. So you, you've done obviously you've run other businesses, um, you've seen your parents' business, you've done business in Asia. Um, again, running the super successful, fast growing business now. So zooming out a bit from your industry and your business, what trends do you see in entrepreneurship in Australia? What are a lot of Australian entrepreneurs doing well, and where do you think there's things we could uh, Australian entrepreneurs could learn from other parts of the world? Uh, so, yeah, the answer to this is like for me is probably a, a, a pretty loose one, but I, I think um, uh, we, we've we've got great opportunities in Australia. I mean, we, we have we have everything at our fingertips. Um, there, there's nothing that we can't achieve or have the opportunity to achieve. Um, so that's clearly not the case for lots of other parts of the parts of the world. Um, so, so having that willingness for 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 people to be um, in and about and 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 around opportunities is just is just second to none. So, um, good entrepreneurs um, in Australia clearly take that opportunity, 
and and run with it and leave a lot of the noise um, aside um, because that I think is is something that's continually uh, creeping into our society and maybe that 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 comes into business as well. So as I say, this is probably not specific um, to business per se, but it, it obviously um, rubs off on business. So the 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 sort of sitting back. Um, Waiting for more. Um, I think it's been fueled by COVID as well because um, I, clearly a lot of people have had a, a lot of problems. And look, we had a lot of challenges as well. Um, you know, for example, there was there was a lot of downtime, um, restrictions on sites, all, all those sorts of things. So, um, but um, thinking of other countries, um, far less um, uh, opportunities that, that Australia does, and the ability to get out and do it, and you see some amazing results. You sort of then come back to like I was saying before, with with the attitude and the 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 ability to get going. Um, like think about what they had to go through um, to 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 get to the position that, for example, might be might be equal to an entrepreneur in, entrepreneur in Australia. The the application and the push and the drive would have to be tenfold. Um, you know, depending on where they came from. So, I'm just hoping for Australia that um, our entrepreneurship um, continues to 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 run along the lines of we, we really live in we absolutely live in a lucky country but we live in a lucky country because Australia's built a lucky country by working hard you know and 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 developing lots of things from being new and young and 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 and, and growing so I hope that we don't fall back um, as time uh, continues on into a state of we need more help and more things to come our way to be able to 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 get up and get at them um so so look that, that's that, again it's probably a very loose answer but i think it's more about attitude um i think i think we we do, do a great we're in an awesome country um but let's not let's not slip slip to that point of um sitting back and waiting for something else to come to us before you know we push on with it um because we'll be left behind in in lots of different. I mean, you could take this this conversation then into lots of different industries where we do get left behind. But it, it, it's probably something to do with that, in my opinion. And you mentioned before um, when you're in real estate, you know, seven days a week. Um, I imagine a lot of commission only, hyper competitive, cutthroat, yeah. very self driven, yeah. motivated. Do you see yeah. a move away from that? You mentioned obviously post COVID, sort of four day work weeks, other things, or is it just different industries or, or people having more pathways if they want to work hard and, and really be um, hyper competitive? They can, but if they want to work a four day week, work from home job, those options just different strokes for different folks. Or, or how do you see the evolving nature of that? Yeah, yeah, so so it's definitely evolving more so that way, and and um, look, these sorts of conversations potentially become controversial between different attitudes. But yeah, ab- absolutely, I, I don't see any difference, and, and maybe um, it'll start to become uh, polarized now because the person that doesn't want to um, work from home and doesn't want to uh, stay back and keep keeping COVID and all those things, like they they just they just they they, they just want to do like what. I'm describing will potentially then there's more opportunity now to jump ahead of the pack because a lot of people that there's this continual talk about sort of pulling back and doing less and making it easier in saying all of that um of course today here we're talking about business but um I I always preface all of these conversations 
around um, business and money is not for everyone, and 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 someone may have a desire or goal to to work for their whole life for charity, and 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 that might be what what makes them feel rich and awesome inside. And so, a- absolutely, a- that's that's what they should do. And same with like the study discussion we had earlier on. If someone someone might have a passion just to continually increase that, so. That's 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 something that you you you'd praise and 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 push someone to do. But when it comes to business, um, yeah, the hard work scenario, the passion to get it done, um, and and the passion for delivery, and just wanting to be in and around everything all the time, um, it, 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 it's it's never been uh, so polarizing now. When some like sometimes I feel that if you're an entrepreneur pushing. Um, you can get looked at negatively because um, people think that ah, oh, it's 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 not good to be always driving for money. But for me, it's it's and I think this would be the same with a lot of people running businesses that are growing. It's it's not it's not about the money. Um, and you know, like when Usain Bolt runs a world record, like he, he just wanted to run faster than yesterday. He, he he didn't necessarily want to be the fastest ever or or he, he just got up out of bed the next day and just wanted to run faster than the day before and 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 over 10 and 20 years to get to to get to that point so it's just, it's the same with entrepreneurs and growing businesses especially um businesses with a focus on growth um if you grow 5% or 20% or 50% like that that's awesome, but you know when you grow fifty percent for someone who really wants to strive for more, the fifty percent can potentially be a di- bit disappointing because whilst it's awesome and you sit back and you you know you sort of congratulate everyone and it, it, you then you then sit down and say, well, I wish it was sixty. Like so, how next year do we make it sixty? So um, then, if that comes along with a monetary return, well, I guess the, a monetary return for a business and an entrepreneur is the same as Usain Bolt and obviously he makes lots of money too but um getting a, a gold medal around his neck and there's, there's different rewards for different things but but the attitudes um when you look at right across the sphere um someone studying someone running a charity um someone being an awesome family person and and having 10 kids and and and, and devoting their life to their kids that i think all, all of those people um have the same mindset and 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 ultimately inside have have the same desire to do one thing and that is to just be the absolute best um and if you're absolute best in business hopefully some some returns come in money but you but you oh, certainly for me you don't you don't start out going oh, I, I want to make this much money um you you just start out in in a business and industry that you like and you want to develop and then hopefully then with, with your results and your desire and your passion that 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 Money's a return because ultimately in business that's that's the gold medal. But um, so so I I I always like to be clear that um, it's it's not greed or 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 money driven. It's more a passion to just do better um, with 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 whatever's going on. Yeah, that's a great segue into the next question, which is for someone who's you know eighteen to twenty one today and they're unsure of what to do, which way to go. Again, maybe in between high school, uni, apprenticeship, study, work, and they've got different interests like yourself, different people telling them what to do. Looking back on your life and all the things that you've done, what advice would you give that person in that sort of transition phase from sort of teenagehood to adulthood? 
Um, I would. I definitely wouldn't wait too long. Um, uh, clearly, I'm one that that thinks that um, learning on the job and and working with good people and and pushing along then opens another door that you, you can never plan for. So um, whilst all these other things we've discussed are important, um, don't don't wait. Like if there's something there um, that you want to achieve, like 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 go for it. You, you, you're never too young, and there's always lots of good people um, when you're driving and pushing that that will want to come along for the ride, and they might want to come for the along for the ride. Like um, as we were discussing before, like they might be far more mature and just have a lot of understanding, and and, and they look back and they go, "Gee, I was like that 30 years ago," and they want to help you. But um, it's always driven by actually putting one foot forward as 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 soon as you can. Um, and then s- similar to what we discussed before, there's, there's just going to be so many knockers and there's going to be so many people, um, who will be hesitant, um, not want you to take the risk. Um, often they can be people that are very close to you. Um, and, and, and sometimes it can be, um, a comment driven by love and, 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 and just a passion for, 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 for understanding you as a person and not wanting, not wanting to see you get hurt. So, that's a part of business, of course. Um, like there's lots of little things that go wrong um, and you continually come up against challenges. I mean, back to the, the real estate sales side, you know, the amount of times people say no, um, no, they don't want to do it. I mean, if, if, the, um, if you were to sit back and listen to all those no's and, and not press on, um, then you know you'd never achieve anything. So so don't wait too long. Just cancel and cut out the outside noise. Um, take people's advice, um, but don't let that dictate exactly where you want to end up, um, because because that advice can 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 hold you back. And then the last thing is, of course, the tall poppy syndrome is is a big thing. Um, and th- this maybe goes back to what some some of the last comments we we're talking about in Australia. Um, it's like never feel guilty at, at at that age, or if obviously even further about achieving something great. And if others um, sort of don't like it or seem to seem to have attitudes against it, then then so be it. But but all of these um, um, all of these things that you achieve in your life and 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 specifically around business, I mean they're they're awesome things to work towards. Um, they're, they're awesome things to achieve over time and and unfortunately there will be noise and there will be people that that, that won't like that success and you've just got to cut that out and find the right people that, that want to be with you. So Did, did but, that ever but, happen but just, to you? As you grew, you isolated, polarised certain people who, again, maybe didn't see your vision, your ambition, um, friends or family or did that? Again, it, it's something you've been able to sort of manage as you've become, you know, more successful, running faster and bigger businesses. Has that, like I said, ambition rubbed some people the wrong way? Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, and that comes back to what we we're discussing originally, just with with the with the people you 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 put around you and you work with. Um, that's a continual development, a continual change, and you know, and, there, and there's there's lots and lots of businesses that that are bigger and more successful than us that, that will continue to strive for and and the people that they have around them um you know would, would certainly have to fit their mold as well but yeah um my word um it's it's like if i if i think back of the, the hundreds of different people we've worked with and employed and um some of the some of the the 
the the bad attitudes and the and the and, and the advice that you could see was not in your best interests. Um, my word. So it's it's, it's a continual development. Um, and it's something that, unfortunately, look, it's, it's, it's again, it's, it's not just Australia, but um, understanding when to just say, nah, like that's, um, that's, that's, that's not going to cut it for me. Um, I'm better than that. Um, our business is better than that. Our people are better than that. Um, and just doing, doing the right job and, and understanding that you, you are there for the right reasons and, and you're all invested in doing the right thing. And unfortunately, there's going to be negative people. Um, around you from time to time that that need to be trimmed and 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 then find the next person to 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 work with who's who's on the same wavelength. And being a family business, has there ever been friction between you and your wife in terms of ambition? One of you is more ambitious than the other. I know again you were mentioning sort of uh, your wife helping to motivate you to change sort of businesses and industries, but um, I mean that's a common point of friction for sort of husband and wife businesses. Has that ever happened, or are you both pushing each other to sort of greater heights and you're fairly aligned in terms of growth and ambition for the business? Um, so yeah, what, one thing that's been great is we don't always agree. We don't always have the same exact attitude, um, and we, we 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 may see things slightly differently. I think that's that's very healthy. Um, I'm certainly like like absolutely blessed with someone that's uh, like more hugely supportive. Um, and at the end of the day, what we do is we come together and we um, collate the information, the attitudes that, that we've both got and the people around us, and then we make a call. And, and when we make a call, um, whether it's, you know, 20% you and 80% me or, or 100 and none and all 50-50, um, we, we then kick on and, 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 and move onwards and upwards. And, and um, so, look, definitely uh, when you talk about partnerships, I mean, we're, um, we've been very lucky to, we originally met, uh, professionally um and then so we now share both sides of life um but we understand that business is business and um being a director and an owner of a business i mean i i always look at it as being the number one employee so we're not we're not um skilled or strong or anything enough above and beyond the business and we have to continually make the right calls for the business and if that means that for example i don't have the skill set or the understanding or the right attitude for something in particular um then then i'm not the right person to make that call and having a good partner or or, or good managers i mean you don't have to have a partner or good managers around you to to then um pass on their attitudes and their understanding of what's going on is very important and and for me that's that's been my life and we've been able to keep um you know, uh, personal life and business life completely separate, um, and and but ultimately we've been able to keep our businesses first and foremost number one when it when it come when it when it does come to business. Um, we understand that we work for the business, so every decision we make, um, whether whether your attitude slightly different to mine, needs to be in the best interest of the business for the business to succeed um, long term. Yeah, and so you're already running one of the fastest growing new businesses in Australia. It's had massive success, like you said, through all the sort of ups and downs. What does the sort of five to ten year, you know, medium term vision or sort of future or goals look like for you? It's 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 possibly pretty boring because I don't want to change. Um, I, I don't I don't have a desire to to move industries or you know move out of this. Um, 
we we want to develop long term a continual property growth strategy. Um, we're, we're, we're passionate about being property developers. We 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 want to be here and we want to do things better and better and better. So, um, the answer is you know what we've already been doing. Um, but the scale clearly we want to increase. And and on a practical level, you know that means we, we want to acquire more sites and we want to build more products and we want to we want to work with more people and we want to be involved with more. Um, um, buyers and and obviously end consumers, um, so it's just a multiplying of a similar sort of business model. Um, uh, of course, of course, it, it grows and develops as the size um, develops, like we, we've discussed before. Um, but that is our aim in five or ten years. We want the the brand to be bigger and stronger. We want to we want to stand by our name. Um, we 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 want we want our our homes to be liked and loved when 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 they move in. Um, but but ultimately, um, we want to have a process where we have as good and better product tomorrow, but we're just doing more of it. Um, and that's and that's our desire. Are there any other aspects of the real estate property construction space where you would sort of expand into, or again, you'd stick mainly on development? Um, so there's there's different sectors. Uh, clearly, there's a there's a lot of sectors within property development. Um, so that's certainly something that we have a keen eye on. Um, you know, depending on the time and 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 movements in the market, and, and sometimes it's 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 just difficult to find uh, properties and areas that that work for for all those key factors that we always look for to deliver great value to our customers. Um, and 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 then there's other there's other sectors like there's um you know there's 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 rental side like the build to rent um there's 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 finance side so like because we deal in that all the time where you know buyers are seeking finance to purchase products so so there's arms there um look there's there's a lot of um moving parts within the property sector and we cert- we certainly have um an eye on developing uh some of those as time goes on ultimately the core part of the business um we we still see as as um yeah building developing and selling um and then bolt on to um bolt on to grow but then also bolt on to 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 help the business um and help the customers of the business um like the like the rentals and the finances is, is is something that we've um yeah already got on the cards and we'll certainly develop into over the coming years. Excellent. Any final thoughts or words for the audience? Uh, we've covered a fair bit, Derek, I think. Um hope, hopefully you've uh, just taken that I don't believe there's there, there's just nothing that that can't be achieved. I truly believe that. And um, we're just just from a personal side, um, and and hopefully then others can can take bits and pieces of this. That we have, um, um, we're very grateful to live in a great country. Um, property is a big part of uh, Australia and Australians. Um, we we love it to death. Um, we all the people that we work with. Um, we enjoy getting up every day and and, and pushing to achieve. Um, like for like goals and, and we really enjoy seeing people develop and, and and also achieve lots of great things in their lives as well um, um, and whether 20 or 40 I, I really don't see myself changing too much as the years go on and um, 
it's just that it's just that burning desire to try and and continually improve um, is is what we want for Burkle Developments and 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 our customers and our partners and and everyone we work with. So um, that's probably already been said a, a couple of hundred times throughout the last half hour, but that's about where we sit. Perfect, Brett. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Beauty, Derek. Thank you, mate. Thank you for listening to the Future of Australia podcast. If you liked the episode, please subscribe and leave a review in iTunes. To learn more about the Future of Australia project, check out futureofaustralia.com. To reach out to Derek directly, you can email derek at futureofaustralia.com. That's D-E-R-E-K at futureofaustralia.com.